This is MoneyWeb Midday. Good afternoon and welcome. I'm Hilton Tarrant filling in for Rake for Nickarak this Thursday. MoneyWeb Midday is brought to you by the South African Institute for Chartered Accountants. Our market watcher joining us in a few minutes' time is Gary Boyce and Portfolio Manager at Rand Swiss. Let's take a quick look at how the markets are performing this Thursday afternoon. The JSC's all-share index is down about a quarter of 1% at 56,523 points. We've got uh, red pretty much across the board except for financials. That up Slightly, industrials, uh, resources and the gold index uh, all down this Thursday afternoon. We've got uh, European markets also sharply lower, uh, particularly in France and Germany. The FTSE 100 in the UK is pretty much flat as she goes. Uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average Futures are pointing to a lower open this Thursday uh, afternoon with U.S. markets uh, closing a mixed bag uh, overnight. The Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, slightly lower with the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq slightly higher. Over in Asia, also a mixed bag with Shanghai and Hang Seng uh, closing well over 1% lower overnight. Uh, the Nikkei uh, it was up about 0.6%. On the currency front, that's really where all the action is uh, this Thursday afternoon. We've got the Rand uh, firmly lower against the US dollar, the uh, British pound as well as the euro. Uh, Rand currently at 1374 against the greenback. On the cryptocurrency front, one dollar, uh, rather one Bitcoin. Uh, will cost you $6,722 and uh, also 94,379 Rand. On the commodities front, we've got gold uh, slightly weaker at $1,263 an ounce. Uh, Platinum is also slightly weaker at $864 an ounce uh, with a barrel of Brent crude down 2.24% at $72.99. On the capital markets, the yield on the R186 bond is 8.99%. Slight improvement there uh, on what we saw yesterday. If we move across uh, to the equity market, uh, Breit up 6% on the day so far. Uh, as we look at the top value traded, Nusparis is about a percent weaker and that really dragging the market lower this Thursday. We've got Standard Bank, Anglo-American, as well as BHP, Billiton, MTN and Growth Point. Uh, in the top 40, all leading the, the market lower. On the positive front, British American Tobacco is up over a percent as is First Rant and uh, Barclays Africa Group, uh, soon to be renamed APSA Group, also up uh, around about uh, 1% on the day. Gold shares having a, a fairly torrid day uh, with uh, Goldfields leading the pack there. That is down 2%. Well, let's bring in Gary Boyson, who's portfolio manager at Rand Swiss now. We are still battling to uh, get hold of Gary Boyson, but we are seeing uh, the trade tension still weighing in on the markets. And as I said, uh, very much being felt uh, on the currency front, with the rand uh, close to 1% weaker uh, so far today. Not helped, of course, by current account data for the first quarter. That came out earlier this uh, this morning at around 10 a.m. with uh, the current account deficit widening to its largest uh, its largest uh, uh, in two years, a deficit of 4.8% of GDP from 2.9% in the fourth quarter. Expectations somewhere around 4%. And uh, yeah, that number uh, surprisingly high and uh, catching many analysts and traders unawares. We will bring in Wayne McCurry uh, now, who is our guest portfolio manager, or rather our guest market watcher this Thursday afternoon. Wayne, 
The uh, trade tensions uh, stoked by uh, U.S. President Donald Trump still very much weighing in on the markets. Yes, but I mean, we've had a respite the last day or two, and we sincerely hope that sanity prevails there, that level heads prevail, because if this escalates, it will be truly catastrophic for the world's economy, and in particular for emerging markets like South Africa. So you don't know because... You know, you're dealing with politics here, so you never know the actual outcome. But this could be big. Look, at the moment, it's, it's in fact just saber rattling. So at, at the moment, don't panic. Hmm. But if this escalates, if some, if some sort of level of sanity does not prevail here and it just escalates tat for tat retaliation between the U.S. and China, well, it's not just U.S. and China, it's U.S. and the rest of the world, including China. Indeed. Something bad could happen, but let's hope. Wayne, I mentioned that current account data that was out earlier yes. today, and that's also uh, weighing on the currency. Yeah, look, the market did know that this current account deficit would be quite poor, not as poor as what it came out at, but certainly worse than the trend we've seen for a while now. And I think there's some sort of month-on-month, not abnormality, but an unusual event that will probably unwind quite a bit next year. But it's also our economy is looking better this year than last year, despite the first quarter GDP numbers, despite all the negative sentiment, despite the weaker rand, all of these things. And, you know, companies could be importing a little bit more ahead of, ahead of expected increases in sales. And, of course, the higher oil price doesn't help and the lower mineral exports don't help and all of these things. But I don't think that's cause for panic, even though it was worse than anticipated. Our current account deficit for the whole year should still be well below 3% and not up at the 5 or 6% level that we saw three or four years ago. Wayne, how are you reading sentiment at the moment? As you mentioned, a, a surprise GDP number for the first quarter. We're seeing this mm. uh, this current account data today, uh, slightly worse than expected. Uh, you know, you rewind three, four, five months uh, with the yeah. uh, change in uh, uh, president and as well as political leadership uh, as far as the ANC is concerned uh, and we saw really really positive sentiment in January February, this, yeah. has that died down? It has died down but not because anything has gone off the rails here in South Africa, I mean we still have the great unanswered question, the great uncertainty is what exactly does land expropriation without compensation mean but other than that uncertainty things have actually improved dramatically in South Africa. We've got the new mining charter out that, with one or two exceptions, is a really good document in comparison to the last one and broadly accepted by all parties. As I said, one or two little niggles, but broadly accepted by all parties. That's, highly, that's very, very positive. Um, we've sorted out most of the state-owned, in, state-owned enterprises, boards and management and uh, governance, so that's also extremely positive. So all of this actually boils down to President Trump and these trade wars. That's the big negative. And although it's not really anything that we can be happy about, but South Africa is not the worst emerging market under this scenario. Turkey, Argentina, other countries have taken a significantly worse pounding than what we have or Iran. And I just want to sort of stress, emphasize that again. This is not a negative vote on South Africa. This is a global event. It's not a South African event. This sort of turned down in sentiment that we've seen or experienced just recently.
I guess calling Trump highly unpredictable is is quite charitable. Yes. Um, Wayne, yes. moving to companies, not much on the company front uh, this Thursday so far. We did see an announcement from Imperial just after 11 o'clock, that unbundling uh, of its logistics business and its automotive mm. retail business is going ahead. Uh, and that really was telegraphed by the previous CEO, Mark Lamberti, yes. who really st- uh, structured this and, 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 and came to the conclusion after a couple of years at the helm there that this was the best solution in unlocking value for yeah. shareholders. Uh, yes. Your take on that? Yeah, very much so. I mean, you try and separate the more stable businesses from the volatile businesses so that the stable businesses get a higher appreciation and a higher rating by the market. Because unfortunately, when you stick together sort of relatively good consumer businesses and highly volatile businesses, the overall, you know, is actually marked down by the market. So this this is actually quite good. And uh, Actually, a couple of companies have done this sort of thing over the years as well. Yeah, we most notably saw that uh, with Bidfest, uh, Bid, uh, Bidvest rather, and its uh, food yes. food division. Which but is a lot of the, a lot of the mining companies also spun out their sort of short life assets, their marginal assets. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's actually quite quite a, a, a normal thing to do in particular set of circumstances. One of the interesting things, of course, is that uh, a number of new listings on the JSE this year are coming from unbundling similar to this. We, we're seeing Grindrod yes. uh, unbundling its shipping business, as yeah. mentioned, Imperial, and then, of course, the uh, very long, but uh, almost at the end of it, Old Mutual, uh, which is yeah. unbundling Old Mutual uh, Limited, as well as its UK private yeah, wealth business. Week, I yeah. Think. Yeah. yeah, I think it comes out next weekend. Look, I mean, they, I don't think you can even com- compute how much money they lost by going overseas however many decades ago, but it's, <laughs> it's a significant amount of money. But now the quarter business, which is the UK asset management business, other than still having to spend more on their IT infrastructure, they spent a fortune already. It's actually quite a nice little business, quite a good business. And then Old Mutual South Africa has done reasonably well in a very tough market. I mean, there's been no new jobs for a number of years now. The actual pie hasn't increased in South Africa for a while, but at least Old Mutual and some of them have been able to defend their slice of the pie. So that's done, that's done quite well. So it'll be interesting on, I think it's Monday when they actually list hmm. to see what value is attributable to the SA business. Wayne, Bright up 6% today, and we yes. saw those numbers out yesterday. Uh, a, a number of unusual and somewhat strange accounting yeah. entries littering the numbers. Did it take the market a day to digest those? No, the market knew this very, very well. So, the, so the, uh, Bright said that their net asset value is 57 rand. That's what they think their assets are worth. The market was trading down at about 57 rand. It's now at about 42 rand a share. And the big uncertainty is obviously a company in the UK, a fashion company called New Look, mm. which has been catastrophic for them. I mean, they bought it for was it 12 billion rand or 14 billion rand, and they've written it down to zero. I mean, Great at one stage was up at 150 rand share price, you know, and it got down to, as I said, 37 rand. And the rest of the businesses are actually doing quite well. Iceland Foods doing okay. Virgin Active actually did very well. Premier Food also did okay. So this new look story, and they swear blindly that it's turning around and they're thinking better. What happened there was they used to cater for sort of slightly overweight 45-year-old British women. And all of a sudden, in the last couple of years, they thought they'll scale, they'll change the business and scale for very, very 20, 21-year-old women. 
and it didn't work. So now they're going back to the 45-year-old uh, British housewife market, and hopefully they can regain their lost share. But the company is in some form of ju- judicial management, and they're battling for cash there. So the big uncertainty, and hence the discount on great shares compared to the net asset value, is does great have to put money in? In other words, should you value new look at a negative amount and not just zero? So far, there's no indication that they have to or are going to put money in, but that's the uncertainty. Wayne, just to close off with, Marion Roberts announcing this morning that it had received approval from the takeover regulation panel that uh, regarding the buyout of Avenge. Of course, the big fund managers here, uh, big holders on both sides and big holders of Avenge's debt to pulling all the strings. Your take on what seems to be a rather protracted uh, takeover battle for not for, for, for Marion Roberts in particular and then also for Avenge. You've got a company that's underbid from uh, a foreign entity, a family-owned foreign entity, trying to uh, buy a company that for all intents and purposes is is barely trading yeah and uh yeah, look, and trying to fend off the the foreigners look there may be some synergy some advantage taking over avenge but avenge needs money and it needs money seriously a huge amount around it I, and i think marion roberts has gone for its avenge story to try try and deflect aton overseas company mm. from being interested in them obviously aton still is so what happened is quite simple everyone who wanted Aton to do the deal has already sold their shares to Aton. So Aton had that 44% shareholding. Mm. So the shareholders who did come to the meeting are all anti-Aton and pro-Avenge because they haven't sold their shares. And then Aton is now going back and saying, hang on, that 10% of your share capital held by your staff incentive schemes and other internal sort of schemes, is that appropriate that management exercises the vote on those shares should that not have been excluded? Because if that was excluded, they would have got the majority. So there's still a long court battle going on with all of this. Look, maybe Murray and Roberts are right. Maybe now is the time to buy South African construction stroke engineering firms, civil engineering firms, because they are so completely and utterly destroyed. And you would hope that over the next 10 years, the South African fixed investment market looks significantly better than what it does now. But, you know, you might have to sweat and carry that business for 10 years before you get a payoff. And Marion Roberts is basically a mining company. You know, out of that business almost. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how this all pans out. Aton still seems keen to buy it, but I don't think they're keen on Avenge. A very, very brave call indeed. Wayne McCurry is with FNB Wealth and Investments. And that's where we'll leave it for this Thursday afternoon. MoneyWeb Midday was brought to you by the South African Institute for Chartered Accountants. Numbers rule the world. Inflation, interest rates, petrol price. And when numbers change, you need to know how to respond, especially when it comes to business. Partner with a chartered accountant and get far more than a numbers person. A CASA is equipped with holistic business acumen and decision-making expertise when evaluating your business's future growth. Partner with a responsible leader in business. Partner with a CASA today. Go to saiga.co.za. Thanks very much for joining us. The JSE All Share Index down 0.2%, regaining some of that lost ground at 56,543 points with the Rand at 1374 against the US dollar. MoneyWeb Midday returns tomorrow for the Friday edition at 12 noon.